0: Hello and welcome to the Metapod of Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. This is going to be an interesting episode because it is me here, I, Jake, again, here for another week. Surprise, but uh, Sean is actually out this week. He's been very, very busy. He's been working real hard, especially with all of his like webcam events and different things like that. And He's come up a little bit ill, so it's just going to be a solo episode this week. Just me, but don't worry. We've got some things that we can talk about today. Some excellent stuff. I didn't want to miss a podcast week as usual. So there's a lot that we can talk about today. Not only did we get kind of the biggest news that we've gotten for the 25th anniversary, in my opinion, for those of you that don't remember, this is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. But also, I've got a little bit of going over just the product schedule because Pokemon did release information. Again, it's not necessarily new information, it's more reminders, but I think it's good to keep people on the radar of things, and then we'll talk about the meta as well as we often do, because, you know, this is the second week now, we just finished up the second weekend of Chilling Rain, and so uh, some things have changed, but also some things haven't really changed, so we're going to talk a bit about that, but Sean, take it away, let's talk about our five-star review today. Oh, wait. Sean's not here. I, I'm just kidding. I knew that the whole time. We do have a five-star review this week. It's actually kind of cool because we have officially on Apple at least because Spotify, I don't think you can get ratings for the uh, podcast. But over on Apple Podcasts, we have received 41 ratings. Now, I think all according to how I see the, the charge, it looks like 40 of the 41 reviews are five stars. So thank you. Thank you so much for everyone's support. This has been a lot of stuff. We came in this week with another new review, so I super appreciate it as well. And let's try to aim for that 50. You know, 50 is a big number when it comes to podcast reviews. There's not a lot of Pokemon podcasts out there in general that have 50 reviews. So Getting that would be a huge milestone, so please, even if you don't like the podcast, you know you enjoy the podcast, whether that's on here, Apple, or YouTube, or whatever, please leave us a nice old review, or even a meme review, if you want to give us advice. I'm always up to try to build up the podcast, and you know try to better the podcast, so your reviews, whether they're five-star or one-star, they help out immensely, especially if you leave us feedback on what we could be doing. I don't know if I have a certain incentive. I know when we said 25, we were like, oh, we could have an incentive or something like that. I don't know if I could do that for 50. I don't know what we could do. But if you want to leave us some ideas, feel free to let Sean myself know whether that's in the review or in a comment or something somewhere about that review. But let's just go right into the nitty gritty here for you today. Casey Dilla. Fantastic Pokemon podcast. Five stars. Thank you so much. Amazing Pokemon TCG podcast hosted by amazing people. Jake and Sean do a fantastic job breaking down the game due to a level that anyone can follow and are great at making the game approachable for all skill levels. They cover everything from recent competitive results to where to start and products to buy all while processing it in fun, enthusiastic ways would recommend to any new players as well as any players who may not want to play every day, but want to keep up as events return and truthfully, Casey Dilla, first off, thank you so much for the excellent five-star review. That's exactly what I want to make the Metapod podcast for anyone who doesn't know. I don't want this to be just competitive because that's not exactly what all Sean and I are. Sean and I do like competitive. We do like playing the card game, but especially as of late, we've become collectors as well. Sean and I have cards that we love, cards that we want to collect, you know, and a lot of people also are like that. I'm sure even if you're a player, right, you probably have a favorite card. You probably have that card that is near and dear in your heart in your collection, whether that's a trophy card, whether that's, you know, a hidden fates card or that shiny Charizard VMAX or whatever. I'm sure everybody has that collective aspect to them somewhere, whether that's big or small. So we want to try to adhere to all of those people give you a little bit of everything you know if we just hear about the meta every single week especially as we know you know before new sets release you know at the end of battle styles for the last three weeks it kind of felt like the same thing over and over and if we had talked about the meta every single week during that time it would kind of start to feel really really repetitive and you know people don't like hearing the same thing over and over right a broken record so that's kind of how we've tried to spin this i'm very happy that every that there are so many people enjoying this and I hope that we can uh, get so many more people that enjoy it. So tell your friends if they're into the podcast and things like that. But aside from that, aside from the good wonders of all of these people listening, there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff that was announced. We're actually going to be showing you a lot of these things that were announced as well. So If you're unaware, I'm uploading these uh, episodes over to my YouTube channel and stuff, especially if you want to get a look at the specific things that we're talking about, um, because we do have some unreleased card arts that have been shown to us, which are really, really cool, and I think a lot of people are going to like them. Make sure to go check out my YouTube at Atrocious Gameplay. It should be in the show notes. Um, I think Sean puts my YouTube channel in the show notes because he's awesome at what he does, so I super appreciate that, but... Let's move on to the big news. We found out officially what our 25th anniversary set is. It is called Pokemon Celebrations. Now, it's kind of weird. People that have been here a while may have, at least in the card game, may be aware of like Pokemon Generations from several years ago. I believe that was the anniversary set five years ago. So the 20th anniversary set. And so I just want to say generations, celebrations. You heard it here first. 30th anniversary, the final year of Pokemon, graduation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That probably won't happen. Pokemon's going to be around for a long time. But anyways, back to the back to what's actually important. The 25th anniversary said will feature remakes of past gimmicks and past mechanics in the Pokemon trading card game. Now, this is something that is crazy it has officially been revealed and for now we've seen a lot of things such as promo cards in the set now down here you're able to see a lot of these promo cards and some of you that may be in the trading card game for a while or maybe have been jumping into the retro scene in terms of watching like pokemon revolutions uh or pokey rev logan paul Ando, like all those people that open up these old nostalgic cards You're going to recognize a lot of these mechanics. And so I'm going to go over some of them real quick for anyone who may not know. Um, And honestly, even if you do know, these things are really exciting because these are things that I really wanted them to bring back. So let's go over them a little bit one by one first, and then I'll kind of show you a little bit. These are card reveals that came out in Brazil. Brazil released all of these promo cards that I'll be showing you all for today, but Actually, before we go over them, I just want to tell people right now, we don't think that these cards are going to be legal. Now, when we hear past mechanics, when we hear old gimmicks of the Pokemon trading card game, a lot of people may think, like, how is that going to work? Like, how is that going to fit in this VMAX era that we have today in this V VMAX era that we have? And there's although it's a little bit hard to tell, there is assumptions that in the uh like little thing down below in these cards it's really hard to zoom in because these are not like super high res big images for those of you watching on youtube somewhere around down here it says something along the lines of not legal for tournament play and then obviously with some of these abilities and things like that or even other things um they don't really work in how the game is structured today so Uh, We are assuming as of right now that these cards are not officially legal. And I believe Mia over at the Pokemon Company. Well, she's not at the Pokemon Company. She works for the Pokemon Company. I think she came out on Twitter and said that these cards will not be legal. They'll just be... Kind of like a collector's thing, if you will. So let's just go over all of them real quick. We don't really need to go over their attacks or anything like that. We'll just kind of go over what the cards are. So one of the mechanics that is coming back is prime Pokemon. So this is one in the hard gold, Soul silver era that a lot of people are really, really excited about. Dragapult Prime is one of the promos that has been announced. So Dragapult Prime, Dragapult, the Pokemon that has a VMAX already and now is getting even more attention. It's one of the more popular Gen A Pokemon, so this doesn't surprise me at all. But the sinister psychic Pokemon that Dragapult Prime. Very, very cool in that aspect. Another one that is coming back. One of my personal favorites, to be honest, is the Delta species. So for anyone who doesn't know, in the I believe it was like Fire Red, Leaf Green, Emerald, Ruby, Sapphire Era. Delta species was around and making their way just Pokemon that had different typings to what they were in sort of the canon of the original game. So, like, for example, this Mimikyu Delta species right here is a water Pokemon. Mimikyu, I believe, is Ghost and Fairy. I think it's Ghost and Fairy in, like, the original canon. But either way, whether it's Ghost or Fairy or whatever it is, it's definitely not a water Pokemon. And I think a lot of people... We'll have that consensus. Water, ice, none of those things usually. So this is a really cool mechanic that I love to see come back. I love the Delta Species cards. I have several of them from when I was a kid. And they're very nostalgic to me. One of the ones that came in the earlier sets of the Pokemon trading card game, Light Pokemon. So if you maybe can't tell, there were... There is light Pokemon in the Pokemon trading card game from, I believe it was like the late Kanto area, early Johto era. So somewhere in that uh, mix between generations one and two. But this is a light Toxtricity that we have here. Really, really cool card and actually a very fitting Pokemon, in my opinion. Toxtricity being that electric Pokemon that it is kind of really fits well. With the light, we have Le. I'm sorry, not level X Pokemon. This is High Dragon C. So, this is Iris's High Dragon Pokemon. Very, very cool. This was, I think, during Diamond and Pearl. I could be wrong about that, or it could be Unova. Around this area, I'm a little bit hazy on these things, but the SP Pokemon coming in. High Dragon, a very, very wonderful Pokemon from Gen 5 that a lot of people love. And it's very, very interesting, again, that they're bringing back all these mechanics. I kind of hinted at it earlier, but Zashian level X is also going to be here. There used to be Pokemon and cards that had levels on them. I believe this was actually during Gen 4 that this was going on. But a big thing that we also want to note, going back to that, these Pokemon are probably not legal to play is because of the pokey body. So pokey body was something in the era specific during like, I believe heart, gold and soul, silver diamond and pearl that era of cards had these pokey bodies, which we kind of now know as abilities. They work a little bit different than abilities, but for people who haven't been the game around the game for a long time, or maybe, um, are a little bit newer to the game. This is something easy to compare to, to help you understand. So, Interesting to see, especially these newer Pokemon getting these, you know, attachments to old cards. I'm actually curious to see for anyone who does like drafts or cubes or something like that. When you get your hands on these promos, do you add this to your uh, to your cubes? Do it? Will people add these to their cubes, their drafts their things like that? So then they're able to play with those in their own way. They're not official formats. Because I know there's a good chunk of people in the community that love having these like custom formats or these, these, these custom things. And it's really cool to see all of these products come out. We also have a little bit of some product stuff as well. This will retail for $15. This is going to be... Um, I believe, like, uh, just a coin collection thing. You get an oversized promo of the Dragapult Prime as well as three packs. This is interesting as it shows not only celebrate, I keep wanting to say generations, but celebrations packs, but also it has other things in it, like Vivid Voltage for usually holiday sets. We don't necessarily always see, like, old... You know regular seasoned expansions so for instance champions path those double boxes had only champions path in them i believe you get your pin collection from uh, shining fates you know those mad party pin collections i believe those only had shining fates packs so it's interesting from the pokemon company to throw in these kind of older packs and i i really wonder if this is to combat like scalping you know when shining fates released when hidden fates released when Champions Path releaks, packs were absurdly high, like almost seven to ten dollars out on the secondary market, you know, whether that was from stores themselves or just random scalper eBay sellers online. I wonder if adding something like a Vivid Voltage, you know, a set that originally had popularity but then kind of died down and is not necessarily a hyped up set or maybe something like battle styles adding packs in those if that is gonna combat a little bit of scalping because for those of you that don't know this is just a little tidbit that was uh shared in my discord earlier today my discord server that I have battle styles booster boxes are like ninety dollars right now So if you love battle styles, maybe you want some more cards for battle styles and maybe you're just looking for cheap packs to open up battle styles is as cheap as you're going to get. And honestly, with the longevity of that set, even if you're a player, if you also like cracking packs, as a lot of other people do, this is the perfect set for you. You're going to be able to get playable cards for a long time. Now, whether you get good pulls, that is another question. But, for instance, if you open up a Rapid Striker Shifu VMAX, it's going to be around for a long time. In comparison to a year ago, if you wanted to buy a Crimson Invasion set, not only is it really cheap Crimson Invasion, and not only is it not very hype, but there weren't a lot of good cards in Crimson Invasion besides like Seeker Energy and maybe two Full Art Supporters. So that's kind of the interesting thing about this set is they're adding revelant packs. Now, things could change by all means before we get to its release in, I believe it was like October that the 25th anniversary set is going to release somewhere around that time. But it's interesting that they're just still going to throw relatively recent packs and the other thing that we got that's going to retail for four or i'm sorry twenty dollars is going to be celebration lances charizard v and dark sylveon v boxes so there are going to be new v cards so this is the kind of the interesting aspect that i am most curious about a lot of these other cards are not able to be played right these are past former gimmicks prime delta light uh Pokemon SP, Level X. These are Pokemon that are specifically V. Now, Lance's Charizard V is a V Pokemon, sure, but it is also one of the trainer Pokemon that were around way back in the early eras. I think this was also sort of like uh, between Gen 1 and Gen 2 that this was going on, where you have things like Erica's Vileplume or Lieutenant Surge's Raichu or Blaine's Charizard is the popular one. That people gravitoid towards. I think Lance's Charizard is an interesting idea of something that could actually be in the standard format because it's a V card, right? Sure, it's got Lance's thing in front of it, but that's kind of just a name. That's kind of just a category, right? Especially if Lance's Charizard B is a basic Pokemon, maybe, or and doesn't have a requirement from like a Lance's Charmeleon. V- or something even though v's can just be played down by themselves i don't know i'm just thinking outside the box over here i think this and the dark sylveon v could be something that's actually playable i don't know maybe they break out of that form of you know the past gimmicks are not playable, but this is a present gimmick and it's during the rotation so who knows maybe it is allowed but the dark Pokemon coming back as well. I showed you the light Pokemon earlier with the Doctricity. Now getting into the dark. So very, very cool. And then also coming out in October, we have a $20 Zacian Level X box that's going to feature Chilling Rain in it. Ping collection box here. You'll get six packs, uh, four celebrations, a Chilling Rain, and then a Vivid Voltage as of right now. So again, going back to those recent sets. I don't know. It seems kind of interesting in my personal opinion. Maybe these have evolving skies in them. I don't know. Maybe these are just placeholder uh, packs just to put in. These could, I mean, these are placeholder packs to put in. They could always change. We've seen the Pokemon company before feature something right away that has X packs in it. But then like a couple weeks before release, we find out that it has different packs in them. They change their mind just based on what's around and what they think is a good idea. So we never know. But also, I forgot to point this out, but these boxes, these Dark Sylveon V boxes have Battle Styles. This is the Empoleon in this in the Battle Styles pack arts that are right here. I'm not 100% sure what this is right here. Um, I feel like this could be Orbital VMAX and Vivid Voltage, but I could be mistaken. And this has the same packs as well on it. So I feel like this is a pretty good indicator that these are going to have... You know battle styles and vivid voltage in it as well but also of course not only are we going to have the celebrations elite trainer box which is going to be absurdly expensive on the secondary market as these uh elite trainer boxes that are holiday sets usually go for this will retail at 50 bucks and it's going to be sp- featuring a special promo card they recently started putting in special promo cards with their elite trainer boxes, especially the holiday ones. You know, the the Charizard V full art. We have the EVV Max. We have hidden fates stained glass bird trail alternate art, which was beautiful. This is going to have a special foil card featuring Greninja Star. Now, I believe that this means Gold Star Greninja, not just Star Greninja. But if we go down here, not a lot of details left of this item, but the Pokemon Center version, which we can assume will have maybe a couple more packs in them, maybe some extra stuff, you know, in terms of like heftier dice, things like that. I believe the Pokemon Center versions of the ETBs that have been releasing for like Chilling Rain stuff have been like more interesting dice like the TC Evolutions ones that are metal and have more damage counters. Also, we're going to be getting those tins, those tins, as some of you remember, may remember. But this is going to be a little bit different. These tins that retail for $9 in October will have two Celebrations Ford Card Booster Packs. I think Sean and I talked about this previously on the podcast, but the 25th anniversary said we find out a lot of these products are going to have a mix of these four card packs and then also like regular booster packs. So this will be very, very interesting on how this plays out as well. And it comes along with a coin with the arts that are in this as well. There are eight versions. Yes, count very, very fast. There's eight versions. If you're watching this on like YouTube, I covered up this first one, which is the Gen 1ers one. This goes through all the generations of the starters, basically. So very, very appealing, I would say. Some of the final products that we'll have in celebrations that we know of right now is Pikachu V Union. So this is another reason why I think some of these promo cards will be legal, and that is we are getting a V Union. This set will be very, very fresh. We're assuming that this era, this uh, style of cards is going to be coming out in Evolving Skies, this V Union mechanics. So celebrations is going to be very, very interesting. We're going to be able to get a Pikachu V Union, brand new V Union on top of that, that is fresh in the standard format. So I have no reason to believe why this wouldn't be legal, in my personal opinion. This will retail for $30 getting the Pikachu V Union. It'll feature also, you know, some of the packs, but also I think it's going to have four packs in it. It's going to have the four card celebration packs, two of those, Battle Styles and Darkness Ablaze, as of this image. Again, The packs in the image are not necessarily foil. Or, I mean, are not necessarily final. That's what I meant to say. They're definitely going to be foil, but not final. And then we have kind of the figures. So, if you don't remember, in, I think it was Hidden Fates, there was, like, the Rayquaza, like, figure statue or something like that. Or, even then, they had these, like, big, they had these big boxes. I think Rayquaza, no, I think it was Zorark and Metagross, had hidden fates boxes that had like this big pokeball in it that you could get with your box I actually have one of the pokeballs there because I had bought a Zorark one because I like the Zorark shiny very very much but this will be interesting it'll have a promo card featuring Pikachu VMAX a promo card featuring Pikachu V this is very interesting because I wonder if this is the Pikachu VMAX that is The Hugging VMAX. So out in Japan, we got a Pikachu VMAX that's got its like hands up. A lot of people call it the Hugging VMAX Pikachu. And it's very, very popular. It was very, very sought out when it first came out. I think that this is going to be that Pikachu. You heard it here first. I think that this is going to be that Pikachu that comes in this box. And then I don't know what the Pikachu V is going to be. I hope that it's a new Pikachu V, although that'll be like... The fourth Pikachu V. You could have four one-ofs, I think, with different Pikachu Vs if this happens to be different. But anyways, that's not in the meat and potatoes of this product. The meat and potatoes is going to be the Gigantamax Pikachu super size figure. That's right. That's what this Chonkachu is kind of. I'm sure it's maybe a little bit different or looks a little bit different than this. But you are going to get a giant figure of Pikachu V-Max, which is very cool in my opinion. I think this is going to be very, very sought after personally, but it's going to have a bunch of different packs in it, including 11 total packs. 11 total packs, eight of the four card celebrations packs and then three regular packs, which as of right now, I think is battle styles, vivid voltage and chilling rain in this. I think I like this product a lot the best. This is going to retail at 50 bucks. Pokemon figures are pretty nice figures, in my personal opinion. You're going to get two promo cards in that, along with eight of these booster packs from Celebrations, which I think is pretty doggone good. And then also three packs on top of that. So, honestly, doesn't sound like a super bad deal, in my opinion, especially because on the secondary market, I think that these packs are going to be worth probably about the same amount as a regular like battle styles booster pack would be. So if we go four times eight, that's 32 plus. Uh, oh, gosh, I did this wrong. Why don't we just go four times 11? Four times 11, because there's 11 packs is $44 that leaves $6 left at MSRP market price to hold not only the Gigantamax Pikachu, but also these two promo cards. I think that's incredible value I now msrp if there was an msrp tag on these packs it's probably not going to be you know four dollars per pack but i think that's a good assumption because when you're going to try to get these at a secondary store that's probably what's going to be charged and then we've got a couple other things as well including a collector's chest kind of this lunchbox thing that'll come with a couple different promo cards the mimic the toxicity the high dragon as well as the Ultra Premium Collection. This one is very interesting. Now, you can't really see it on YouTube. There you go. You can a little bit. This will be releasing late October. This will be $120. $120. Two commemorative metal cards featuring set Pikachu and set Charizard. Ah, oh, well, we... Just found out exactly why it's considered $120. Now, these will be metal cards probably of the original versions. The chonky base set Pikachu where people try to go for the, you know, bright-cheeked Pikachu and, you know, the original Charizard that everybody talks about with money. This will probably be metal replicas of these cards. Also, a special gold version of Pikachu V. That's pretty sick in my opinion, my personal opinion. One special gold version of Pokeball. Now, I don't know if there's a lot of clarification in this. I don't know if this is talking about, like, a gold Pokeball. So, you know, like, Pokemon releases those Pokeball tins that are, like, the the Great Ball, the Ultra Ball, the Dusk Ball, the Premier Ball, like, those tin things. I don't know if it's going to be, like, a gold version of that. Or if this is just going to be, like a pokeball card like we have pokeball in the serum format this will just be a gold item card that you can use i'm not 100 sure but it also come with a charizard and pikachu enamel pin and a one anniversary themed metal coin 25th anniversary metal coin probably just gonna have this logo right here pretty cool in my personal opinion still and then 17 booster packs along with it of celebrations along with the player's guide for all the new players this product reveal, this anniversary reveal, is incredible, in my personal opinion. This is also going to be something that's very, very difficult to be able to get on the shelves. I think there's, n- there's a no-brainer in saying if you don't get there on release day or you don't fill in your pre-orders, right, you're probably not going to get these. I'm probably not going to be able to open up a lot of this unless I get very fortunate. But this is a really cool thing that I think the Pokemon company has done. You know, people have been saying over and over and over, man, I wish we had these old cards like bring back Delta Species. I've heard some people say bring back like these level X's or these primes in some form or fashion. So I think... I think giving those back and giving those people the nostalgia because i think they've realized i think they're very aware about the retro market right now and how that's doing i think that this is the perfect balance between like giving these people exactly what they want but not doing something that's kind of like killing the standard format you know like just absolutely beating up and throwing these weird cards that come in through this now i didn't have this article pulled up But I want to kind of go over one card that was revealed that I'm not 100% sure that I'm finding right now. This is a very, very interesting. There is a new Mew coming out. I think I tweeted about this. If we're going to take a gander scrolling on my Twitter, I'll talk about it a little bit as I find it. But it's part of the 25th anniversary set that was revealed in Japan. There's a lot of cards that have come with it. So, this Mew that you're seeing, I'm gonna to try to put it in a way that you can see the ability. Say hi to Long Leg Darkrai. You're welcome. Mew from Celebrations, ability mystery tale. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is in the active position, you may look at the top six cards from your deck. Choose an item card you find there, reveal it, and put it in your hand. Then shuffle the other cards into your deck. So this is very, very similar to Jirachi. Jirachi from Team Up, for anyone who doesn't know, is a broken card was it's still around in the standard format, but it reigned dominance all over up until around the point that Dragapult came around in the format. And now right now we have a ton of sniping in the format as well as boss. So Jirachi isn't as prevalent anymore, but. Very, very cool, cool card in this even better than Jirachi. I believe Jirachi was looking at the top five cards of your deck and choose a trainer card. This is the top six cards and use an item card as well, which could be very advantageous to some builds of decks. And also this Pokemon doesn't go to sleep. So that's another interesting thing about it. It has a one retreat cost just like Jirachi did, but a very, very cool card that's coming in the 25th anniversary set that we have found out in Japan as well. That hopefully is coming into the rest of the world. I would love for this card to be in standard. I think it'd be very, very nice. But we'll just have to wait and see. see. Moving on to kind of the next part. I need to to mosey along with these other kind of things. I spent spent a lot longer in celebrations than I really anticipated. The Marnie Premium Collection box, which we've mentioned before on the podcast, is like the milk carton looking thing of marnie getting that new marnie promo card that came out in japan with the signatures Um, we are going to be getting that that is coming out just a reminder on august 6th, that was confirmed by the pokemon company on twitter again just very recently and then also the trainer's toolkit this is off of pokeguardian.com so these are hyperlinked to like the specific articles of those products that came out if you want to learn more about them But I think these are both going to be really good products that I think that you should be into and you should get yourself, especially if you are a newer player during the quarantine era, or maybe you just, it's been a while since you've really gotten cards and you've kind of steered away a little bit from the, uh, from the trading card game. And then also shadow rider and ice rider V boxes coming out August 6th as well. So that's kind of something that I wanted to note as well you know we get the hype up for evolving skies coming out in late august we get the hype of like celebrations coming out in october there's a couple more things that are going to come out that i think just need to be on people's radars as of right now so that's all i want to talk about in terms of products today so let's move into the meta let's shift our focus into the meta so if you're watching this on youtube You're probably looking at our screen right now, and you're like, oh my god. And I just want to let everybody know, do not be alarmed. As I mentioned before, this is the second weekend. This is the second weekend of Chilling Rain Meta. Still very, very raw. We said that last week. I hold myself to that this week. Although metas somewhat accelerate, right in the online meta because there's an abundance of tournaments and things like that i still think this meta is very very raw now if you're looking at this image this is from the sunday open that happened just this past weekend on sunday kind of the the i don't want to say surefire but kind of the the official finalizer of week two in my personal opinion there's a lot of shadow calyrex rider vmax in here out of these top 15 spots, one, two, three, four, four, four four, four. Four decks out of the top 16 don't use Shadow Calyrex Rider VMAX. Shadow Calyrex Rex Shadow. say that five times fast, Shadow Calyrex Rider VMAX, along with the different pairs that it could have, whether that's the solo build of itself, whether that is the V VMAX build, or the like Trevin and Dust kind of like Psychic Package deck, Around, regardless of what it is, Shadow Calyrex Rider Max is a good card. Now, a lot of people are starting to scream that it's an unhealthy card. And to that, I say stop that. Stop that. This happens almost every single set when a brand new deck comes out. Dragapole ran the tables when it first came out in Rebel Clash. Eternatus ran the tables the first couple weeks in the release of Darkness Ablaze. Single Strike, or I'm sorry, Rapid Strike Urshifu. I wish Single Strike was good, but it's not. Rapid Strike Urshifu ran the tables when Battle Styles released. Now we are seeing Shadow Calyrex Rider do this. It's a very good card that's had a lot of good support. And honestly, Chilling Rain has had just a lot of good support in general. For a lot of different decks. Plus, we have to factor in that Shadow Calyrex Rider, as I mentioned, one of the more popular decks to be out right now has taken almost half of any other deck, at least in the Sunday Open. Yes, it did win a lot. It had a very good win rate of 57%, but it wasn't the best-performing deck that had you know, more than two people. Calyrex Alcremi VMAX, which goes back to the Shadow Rider Calyrex, which again goes back to my statement of, look, there's more. 46 if you look at this right here and then that doesn't even count the other decks how many of these other decks were shadow Rix rider v maxes but just had a bunch of other stuff in them that it wasn't what the heck is this this is interesting and just a rapid strike deck with a rapid strike box this is this is a very interesting list that i that has now caught my attention there's a lot going on in this list There is absolutely a lot going on. You have somewhat of consistency with Octillery here. And you have a lot of these these Rapid Strike supporters. But holy bejeebers. This is a lot going on. This deck went 3, 2, 1. That's not that bad, actually. That's not that bad compared to what I was thinking. Anyways. What I'm saying is I don't think you have to worry about this too much. Because here's another thing that I kind of want to talk about. Shadow Calyrex Rider did really, really well, right? Did really, really well. Oops, that wasn't what I was trying to click. Forgot that. I have to really scroll down to find the deck, and even then, I'm not 100% sure. I think it was this one. No, it was not this one. Nope, wasn't Stats. Where did that go? Ah, here it is. This is a tournament that happened this past week as well. The Limitless Invitational 2021. And in that, there were four Decidueye decks within the top six. I believe this was Chilling Rain Legal because this, yes, this did have the Intellion line with the Sharpshooter. But it's all about the meta right now, right? I am positive in the fact that this Decidueye deck can beat Shadow Calyrex Rider, all right, Decidueye. We've known this card for a little bit now. Came out and uh, came out in a couple different sets, including Darkness Ablaze and Shining Fates. Very, very good, especially now with this Inteleon right here, being able to use Quick Shooting and then having the consistency of getting Pokemon. It's all about what is just played that day, right? I think it's really just all about what it's played that day. These decks right here, Decidueye being an afterthought. You know, when Battle Styles released or maybe at the first weekend of the Chilling Rain meta, we were like, oh man, Decidueye is finished. But look at, look at here, it did really well here. Now, it maybe didn't do so well in the other tournament, but that's just how the nature of these online tournaments go. I would very much... Hope that people continue to stay in the meta, continue to play. I actually think Chilling Rain is much better than Battle Styles. You've heard me say here on the podcast that Battle Styles, I think, is a pretty good set in terms of competitive in the meta. I think it's done a lot of great things. I think Chilling Rain is no different. If anything, I think Chilling Rain made it better. I think it's a really good example from Andrew Bone, Tricky Jim. He said this earlier today on stream, today being Monday, when he was playing his single strike Urshifu baby deck. He said that Chilling Rain has brought the ability to have smaller Pokemon Excel. you know, like these one price Pokemon XL and just a good more variety of these decks, refreshing decks to have fun with. Think of the last time that we had a set That allowed a whole bunch of decks to thrive and be a part of the meta. You know, we have Shadow Calyrex Rider that I've mentioned. We have this Inteleon that's in so many different builds. We have these weird, interesting ADP Moltres decks, which I don't even know. We have Ice Rider VMAX right here. We have the Malamar Rapid Strike. Just a whole bunch of different things have come out and just have made this meta feel refreshing. I also. Just want to point out, this isn't to call a single player or anything like that, but I've 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 noticed this interesting thing that's popped up with people implementing, you know, Moltres V. And I'm sure this moltrace V has a lot of different value, but at the surface level of it all, I a lot of people just think that this moltrace V right here is the ender to the Shadow Calyrex Rudder VMAX. And I just want to say that it's not. The same reason that this Zapdos is not just the ender of Eternatus decks. It's a help. It could actually do well for you, especially when you have something like ADP that can accelerate energies very, very, very quickly, and something like Energy Switch as well. But at the end of the day, I think this is a really good example it doesn't win you the games. All right. This is a player that had the um the deck. Again, it's not to call them out. I just kind of want to show something. You know, you would think with more Galarian Moltres than zashian on paper, this is a good idea, right? This is how we're going to beat Shadow Calyrex Rider VMAX. But in a majority of the matches against Shadow Calyrex Rider VMAX, three of the four specifically, It didn't get them the win. Now, there are other factors that go along with this, such as maybe like the Trevenant Dust just being super oppressive. The Cresselias, this Alcremi VMAX line that's in this specific list, at least. There's a lot of different factors that go into matchups. And so, especially, you know, if you're a deck, here's the biggest thing. I've mentioned this on the podcast before as well. Don't be afraid to take a loss to a specific matchup. And what I mean by that is if the matchup, so let's say the ADP matchup on paper is just incredibly unfavorable to Shadow Cali Rex Rider VMAX. You know. Where we were before ADP, all right, because now we're in an online meta that is constantly evolving and constantly changing. Shadow Calyrex Rider, as well as being immature, is a lot different than ADP. So I don't think we can consider it as oppressive as ADP because it hasn't really made people switch up deck building in the essence that Arceus Diagopalkia has. So without that, take an L to a deck. If you can't counter all the meta decks that are out right now, you know, you can't counter Shadow Rex... VMAX, ADP, Pika-Rom, Eternatus, Ice Rider, VMAX. Like, you can't decidueye, like, you can't beat all of those decks, right? A deck is not going to be able to beat every single one. It just doesn't work like that. There's not enough cards that are able to go into a deck to be able to do that. So, take an elder one. All right, I since the Shadow Calyrex Rider is the worst matchup that I have, you know, 10 out of 10 times I always lose that matchup. Just take the L to it. Make your deck more consistent and better to beat all your other matchups than rather, than rather just really trying to spread yourself out too thin. Now, I will say, this person did really, really well in the, uh, in the event. They did much better than I probably would have done with this Moltres ADP build 11th, you know, literally top 15 in this event. That is very, very impressive in an event that has like, what, 262 people. It's pretty good in my opinion. But I'm, I'm trying to get the general gist of like people are just throwing things in to make like a big box. And I don't think boxes work right now. Is what I'm really trying to get at. But. That is going to be all for today's episode. I'm surprised I went this long, actually, with just talking to myself. It's always a little bit hard to talk to yourself when you're on a podcast, especially when a majority of the weeks you're bouncing things off. I mean, Sean and I can talk about forever about specific things. I mean, sometimes he doesn't really want to talk about forever, but some things, but. Sean's great. I can't wait to have him back. Thank you all so much for listening and watching the Metapod. If you're watching this on YouTube or some other platform that I may post this on, I'm not 100% sure, but thank you again so much for watching, listening. Leave us a review if you like the podcast or maybe you don't like the podcast, whichever you, you know, decide, just leave us a review. Honesty is the best policy and it's hard to grow the podcast when we're not getting constant feedback. So Would really love it if we could push towards 50 50 things. I think if everybody, I've looked at the statistics, if everybody that has not left a review that listens to our podcast every single week, if every single person that hasn't left a review yet just listed a review, we would be over 50 easily. We'd be over 50 easily. I think you'd be surprised of how many people listen to our podcast and enjoy our content. And we super appreciate all of you so, so much. Thank you so much again for listening to the Metapod, the podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. I'm Jake, Sean's not here and have a great rest of your day.